All right, fuckers and fuckettes, here we are again. And again, just going to do a big shout out to our sponsors. We're doing a temporary sponsorship with this company, the Dusty Shed Wood Company. Check them out on Facebook. Tell them, buggers, that the messed up Northern Boy sent you. And ask if they can build a wooden dildo or anal beads or ask them about something weird. Because I'll just about guarantee you they'll do it. Pricing's good. Shipping, they'll ship anywhere. Uh, like I said in the last episode, I have gotten things from them before. Fucking incredible, incredible product. So check them out. Let them know that you heard about them through the podcast. Let him know that he's getting a little bit of traffic from this anyway. All right. And on that note, let's uh, kick it over to some stories. Well, I'm thinking this one, if the last one didn't put me over our 500 mark, then for downloads, this one will. And I believe I did say that if I got 50 subscribers or 500 downloads that do something special. And there's a poll up on uh, Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy Facebook group right now on things that we should do for that. And go ahead, feel free to add to that poll. So far, the running in the poll is going to be let Cody Funk choose the stories. So that should be pretty good. And if Cody Funk is let to choose the stories, I got to try and figure out how to do a long distance recording with him because some of his stories should be pretty good that mix in with mine, especially the trip we took out to Newfoundland for a wedding and our crazy mushroom-fueled walk across Grand Prairie. And I'd love to hear... Oh, this one I'll tell you. Oh, it's time for some stories about me and Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. (laughs) So, me and Captain, we've been fucking tight friends for a long time. But when we first met, we fucking hated each other. Hated. Didn't like each other at all. And uh, we were out cruising around with our buddy, Kenny. And the exhaust fell off on his car. We had to cut it off. And right away, the, the hatred of... Me and Captain shows right away this night because everything was a fucking competition. We grabbed a hacksaw from somewhere. And I don't remember which one of us it was that climbed underneath first, but the other one got pissed off that it was taking too long to cut the fucking exhaust off with the hacksaw so the other one would get under and go for hard for a minute and then the other one would get pissed off because it was taking too long that was just uh, that was how our friendship started 
and that was back in the days of uh, 108th. And over time, we grew pretty close and started spending a lot of time together. He's one of my best friends to this day. He actually comes down to see me where I live now, tries out at least once a year. So when I go back home, I always try. If he's not out in the bush working, I always try and pop in to have at least one beer with him and a quick visit. But that's a little bit harder now because he's got a heterosexual life partner living with him. <laughs> yeah, a heterosexual life partner. That's their story anyway. I don't think there's any homosexuality going on there, but you never know. And neither one of them fuckers would ever admit it. But uh, I remember one time, Captain had this, uh, it was late 80s, early 90s, Ford T-Bird. Fuck the stories with that car. He actually drove it through a convenience store one time. Well, not all the way through, but... He was pulling up to the convenience store. He was going to going up to get some mix, I believe, and master cylinder for his brakes went. Well, Captain's T-Bird went right through the fucking brick, right through the window. And the story goes, he got out, walked over, grabbed a bottle of Coke, walked over to the counter put it on the counter and said to the cashier, put it on my tab. <laughs> but another time, I don't I think it was after that, there was this school for the mentally, well, it was originally built for the mentally retarded kids. And, you know, me saying shit like that's going to get me canceled, but whatever, fuck it, I don't care. I can't cancel me because I don't give a fuck. I do this for fun. And, uh, ooh, oh yeah, we were up there and we were, I think we were drinking that night. I don't remember if we had or not, if we were just smoking dope, but, uh, he got the bright idea that we needed to see if his car could run the bases at the baseball diamond. So he went through the field or hopped the curb over the field, down this little fucking ditch, and onto there, and if I remember correctly, he pulled up to the home plate, and he stopped the car, and he started talking about the pitch coming, and it's a hit, and it's a good hit, and he just put her to the fucking floor and started running the bases in that goddamn car, and then when we were leaving there, I think we got hung up for a half a second. And he had to kind of rock it to get it up over top of that hump because it high-centered. And uh, that car originally finally came to its fucking final resting place. <laughs> and he put that car through hell. <laughs> but uh, there was a bunch of them out. I think they went for a boost run. And... The captain wasn't drinking that night, or had, well, wasn't drunk anyway, I know that. Not when this happened, anyway. 
and it was icy as fuck and cold as fuck that night. And he was at the high school, which was only a few blocks away from where we always parted over on 108. And, uh, he was whipping donuts in the parking lot and he come out of the parking lot and was going to turn back into the parking lot. If I remember correctly, and as he was turning back into the parking lot, that fucking car wouldn't turn. He couldn't get it to stop, but it was slowing down. And I don't know if everybody's aware or not, but vehicles have a crumple point. Well, this is the type of luck that the majority of us have. If it's the bad one in a million shot, we're going to catch it. Well, doing probably 10 kilometers an hour at the most, he hit a lamppost right on the fucking crumple point. Destroyed the car. Completely fucking wrote it off. Yeah. <laughs> at less than 10 kilometers an hour. I don't know what that is in miles per hour for the listeners that I have in the United States. And for those of you that I have down in the States, awesome. Thank you. Keep listening. Like, comment, share. Get this shit out there, everybody. Um, where, where else could I go with stories about Captain? Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, so the Captain, he worked uh, rigs for years and years and years. And he's still in the oil field now. And he does pretty well for himself in the oil field. And, uh... He used to show up, or he'd, he'd disappear for, fuck, six months to a year at a time. We wouldn't see him, wouldn't know where the fuck he was, nothing. Just, we knew he was working. Once a, once in a while, I'd get a phone call. Hey, I'm in town, I'm coming over. All right, well, his dad lived in town. His mom was either in town or right on the outskirts of town. But he'd usually come and crash at my place. And it never failed. He would show up. With two fifteen packs of Molson Canadian. And he would go straight to my fridge. Then he would pull out the crisper drawer on the bottom of my fridge. He'd pull the fifteen pack out from the last time, put the fresh one in, close it, take the other fifteen pack that he brought, and put it up in the top of the fridge. And he'd bring the fifteen pack that was in my crisper tray. And we'd fucking drink and party and he'd somehow drag his ass out to work in the mornings and his driller and his push and his roughnecks, they were always told because he'd usually bring the one of them in and tell them, the door's never locked on this place. I'll be on the couch or on the floor. If I'm not awake when, the, when you guys get here in the morning, come in and kick me. Dave doesn't give a fuck. I got to work. They knew how Captain was, so Captain would uh, always get up and go to work. Some days I don't know how the fuck he did it, but always did. But then again, there's times where I went to work that I don't know how the fuck I did it. And probably shouldn't have, but I did. But, yeah, we've just gotten really, really close. My kids uh, absolutely love him now. He rolled around 
in a piss puddle. <laughs> uh, one of the trailer parks I lived in over the years, every Friday we'd have a, a fire in my yard. And if he was around, my wife would do fried chicken for him because he loves, 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 loves my wife's cooking. But her fried chicken was one of the best. That it was one of his favorites. And uh, that song, Chicken Fry, always makes me think of nights like this one. like Nights like these ones where he'd come over and we'd sit there and drink beers and bullshit. And sometimes he'd bring new people over and people from the trailer park would come over and sit and visit with us. Well, the fire pit was in the backyard. And my backyard was always flooded out in that trailer park. That trailer park was built on a slough. And it was a sketchy, sketchy fucking trailer park. But we, there was a shed in my backyard, not too far from where my fire pit was, my makeshift fire pit. And I'll, I'll tell you about that fire pit. Had landscaping ties stacked too high, I think. And then I had it filled with sand. And then I had a couple of old semi-rims just kind of sitting there. And that was my fire pit. And I know some of you were thinking, your fire pit was surrounded with wood. Yep. Because my yard was so full of water and moisture all the time that nothing could fucking burn. But beside the garage... We used to go and piss, and then when it would get really wet or we'd have a really, really wet year, we had to build a little bit of a plank system, and it was always great because captain would walk the plank to go out and piss. Well, we all did, but it just sounds better when I say the captain would walk the plank, and a captain would uh, walk out there and have his piss, and then you could always tell how many drinks he'd had and how how close to falling he was because he'd get real, real wobbly. Well, <laughs> the one night, motherfucker, <laughs> he wobbled his way out there and he stopped at the edge of the shed, held the shed, and had his piss in the piss puddle. And when he went and he let go of the shed and went to turn around, uh, Captain fucking fell right into the piss puddle. Right where it was warm, where he had just pissed. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> One time, uh, that trailer took, uh, was it Cialis or Viagra's or Superman's or one of those make your dick hard pills. And I crushed it up and put it into his beer. <laughs> he had a couple more beers after that. And he was like, that's it. I'm out. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me wonder if he went home and beat off all goddamn night. <sighs> but uh, another time, he was dating this girl. And she was gone, and I had a bunch of mushrooms again. I always seem to have lots of mushrooms over the years. They're one of my favorites. And uh, we were doing mushrooms in the backyard. He was staying at his dad's place. It helped his dad and it helped him. It was a, a good deal. 
And we were in the backyard having a fire. And his girlfriend came home from work. And unbeknownst, yeah, I used a big word. I'm not as dumb as I sound. But unbeknownst to us, she was allergic to mushrooms, apparently. So when she saw us all acting funny, she was asking what we were doing, and we told her, and then she went off. And I'll never forget, everybody scattered. But when I did mushrooms, King was always my... He was he was my anchor. Uh, the King was the one that anchored me. Still to this day, I'll guarantee you, if I was to do mushrooms, I would probably end up phoning King before the night was over. But I'm watching King as everybody else is scattering. And he always wore a trench coat back then. And he went up over top the fence, onto the road, or over the fence, and gone. Just poof, vanished. I will never forget. It was like watching a fucking bat jump up out of a chair, run for the fence, scale the fence, and gone into the fucking night. It was <laughs> it was like a villain from a comic book. It was pretty cool, actually. And then I ended up sitting there with... And captain and his girlfriend at the time. And she was putting a big guilt trip onto me and I threw my mushrooms into the fire and I left. And then I got a couple phone calls from her on the way home. This was actually right after me and my wife got together. And uh, I got home and I think... I think their babysitter was in me and my girlfriend, oh, my, my wife, now my wife, but my girlfriend at the time. I think the babysitter was in our bed. So I went and climbed onto the, the pull-out couch with, with her, and uh, <laughs> she asked how my night was. And all I remember is burying my face in the pillows and saying, fucking captain, fucking captain, fucking captain. <laughs> And now that I brought myself back to the trailer park, this is actually where I was trying to get with this whole episode, to be honest with you, because holy crap, we're 20 minutes in, and I'm just getting to where I wanted to be when I started. That's good. It's flowing good tonight. So me and Captain, we were at my trailer park, which was way out on the east end of town. Like, actually, not even in city limits. Just past city limits. And we were drinking, and I had one of those little 49cc mini choppers. <laughs> and we wanted to go to the strippers, which was almost all the way out of city limits on the other side of town. Well, neither one of us could drive. But I was like, we could ride the chopper. Nobody will say nothing. So <laughs> we jump onto the mini chopper. Me me driving and Captain on the back. And pockets loaded down with beer. And off we go. 
And we're about halfway there. And he's, no, we would have been probably only a quarter of the way there. And he fell off, and I didn't hear him fall off. But I had to stop for a red light. And he caught up and jumped back on. And then we fucked off again, flying for the strip club. And I didn't have to stop again until about maybe five blocks away from the strip club. And then I had to stop and turned around and talked to him. And captain was gone. <laughs> I was a co-pilot without a captain. And I don't know how long it had been the case. So I'm like, fuck it. Funk was still uh, managing the strip club. So I was like, I'm going to go see Funk anyway. <laughs> so I go ripping towards there. And in my drunken stupor, I slammed that little mini chopper into the back of a water hauling semi and destroyed the front frame or the front forks, broke the fender. Uh, I think I bent the front tire. I broke the gooseneck, I believe. Like I fucking mangled it. I had that fucking thing going as fast as it would go, or down near anyway. So instead of calling it night and leaving it where it was, I picked it up and started dragging it. Well, I'm dragging it up to the manager's office at the strip club. And all of a sudden the back door opens. And I think it was my bully and funk. <coughs> what the fuck did you do, you idiot? And where is Captain? <laughs> So I proceeded to fill them in on that I didn't know where Captain was and that I hit a parked semi with the mini chopper. And they brought me in and I think they bought me a beer and then I think I had another beer and then somehow somebody gave me a ride home or something. But yeah, that was... <laughs> That was a long roundabout way to get to that story about me and Captain on the mini chopper. But, uh, yeah. I'm gonna let you guys go here for the evening. But before I do, remember the Dusty Shed Wood Company. Go check them out. Just send them a message and say, checking out the page. Because the messed up northern boy told me to. All right, and don't forget, go like the Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy Facebook page, like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast, and if you feel so inclined, send me an e-transfer for a couple of dollars, because alcohol's not cheap anymore, and I, yeah, I flow way better when I've got a little bit of drinks. But anyways, don't live 30 seconds, or don't walk a mile in my shoes, because that won't impress me. Live 30 seconds in my head, and you will see why I'm a messed up northern boy, and these are my tales. <laughs>